Welcome to Consequences of Our Culture podcast. Today, this week, we have a special episode. We have two special individuals that's going to talk about their creation, Project Pisa. I'm Randall, and today we have two distinguished guests that are adventurers, entrepreneurs, givers, and also creators, craftsmen, craftsmen of the perfect pies. Let's give it up for owners, Isaiah and Colleen. So starting off, I like to like go a little bit back. So uh, first of all, thank you for your service. Oh, I'm not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those things that when people say I don't know how to respond, I just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, you were uh, airborne, correct? Yes. Okay. You was at the, in the 82nd? No, no. I was in the 75th Ranger Regiment, 7th Special Forces Group, the 173rd in Italy. What battalion of 75th? I was in headquarters. Okay. I did some time with 2nd Battalion, too. But. I was in 1st Bat. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, nah, small world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And um, are you, I'm not sure, but are you originally from Chicago? I'm or? from the Chicago suburbs. Chicago suburbs. Yep. Okay. Yeah, like the Northwest suburbs. Okay. And so you did 13 years in the military. You were executive chef for two, for a restaurant group in D.C. area, D.C. area, mm-hmm. Um, for Alexandria, Alexandria Public School. I'm sorry, all yeah, these names can. are different. Yeah, to me. I'm it. not from DC, but uh, and a personal chef, and uh, down in Denver, right? Yeah, from Denver and DC, and some time in the military. Okay, and you have a lot of background in human resources and marketing. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> so you guys were pretty established in your respective fields. What made you guys decide to jump into this project? Well, <laughs> That's well, you. <laughs> originally, Project Pizza started off as a idea that was pitched to a former employer as a way to raise money for school gardens. It was a passion of mine. And when things didn't work out with the employer, the idea came with... Um, and shortly after, yeah, that was shortly after that we came together and made it our full time thing. Oh, okay. Do you feel like you guys' past like made you guys the perfect for this? You know. Oh yeah, endeavor? definitely. I have, I have a very wide berth of experience when it comes in the culinary industry. Everything from Michelin star restaurants to your quick service pizza spots. Well, not totally quick service, but your casual pizza spots. So, and I had, um, and it's not just like a, an experience, professional experience thing. I, I went to school, got my four-year degree in food service management. Um, and then later got my master's in sustainable food systems. And those, my professional and academic experience is kind of fed into what Project Pizza has become. Okay. Now that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, were there any fears or hesitation jumping in? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day. 
Still uh, is. <laughs> yeah, there's two big fears. One is that the bus isn't going to start. Which happens <laughs> often. Yeah. yeah. It's a 1991 old school bus. And then the second thing is, like, when it comes to our interactions, Colleen and I are very different. I'm very, like, I'll burn a bridge because I can swim. And okay. Colleen is I like, never heard that. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> Like I don't, I don't want to live my life in like. I get really bad anxiety if something happens and I don't respond in the way I want to respond in the moment. If somebody comes up and says something stupid to me, like you know, if you mess around, you'll find out. Like that's I'm the find out person. Like if you're gonna walk up and I'm hot and sweaty and you're gonna like put your food and put your hand in like a food in front of me, I'm a, I want to call you. I might even smack your hand. Yeah. But Colleen would be like, no, no relax <laughs> she's the more patient she'll she'll handle it i definitely have more patience for people and i should I, say and i just okay. i just i feel some life is too short to be patient with idiots sure do. and i yeah. think that sometimes when you give that grace it becomes an expectation for them to continue that behavior yeah and i don't no, I, I, I almost don't want to for the next food truck i would hate for somebody to do something they did with us that could have been corrected once all right okay so you mentioned like having a hard time with the bus starting up. Uh, what made you guys to decide to like turn a school bus into like a, a wood fired oven? You know, well, it's part of the theme. Um, we we have a nonprofit that is funded by the bus, oh. and the nonprofit is called Food Lit Foundation. Lit as in literacy, food literacy. We we fund that, and that nonprofit gives funds to schools and other nonprofit organizations to raise money for learning gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, schools being the main focus, so a school bus fit the fit the model, the brand the best. And it has become our identity as far as the food truck goes where you know, there's been a couple of times where we've just had it with the bus not starting and we're like, "Ah, oh, screw it, we're going to just go get something that actually works." But People know us as the school bus pizza. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many times has the bus not started? Oh, easily like. Maybe. T- I'd say over 20 times. No, I'd oh, say wow. maybe 10. <laughs> oh, no. 10 critical times where it was like, oh, my God, like this bus is not starting and we really, really needed to start. Yeah, that's true. Because there's been other times where it just won't start and we aren't necessarily going somewhere. But yeah, the times where it's like we know we're going to have a really good day at this location and it doesn't start. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sorry to sidetrack, but you do look a little familiar. Yeah. Uh, you do so look familiar, yeah. You, you were at Benning, right? Yeah. When did you uh, get out? I got out in 2014. 2014. I was in Benning from 2002 to 2004 or 5. Right. I went to, I went to RAS. I want to say I started November 2013. And I graduated February 2014. I yeah. never stepped foot on Benning after, like, I may have went once in, like, 2009 or 10. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I never I never went back. I get that. No, I don't blame you. Yeah, I have a daughter who actually lives in Columbus now. Oh, yeah? yeah? My dad used to work on Benning for, like, a short period of time, mm-hmm. working on the case. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jack. <laughs> you, you just you have a little familiar. Oh, Oh, so you said you did special. So you was a 11 Bravo? No, I was a 96 Delta, which became a 35 Golf. 
35 cloud. So you did Intel? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I said, oh, thank you for your service again. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I said it. Okay. Um, so I noticed you have a passion for um, education, edu- educating the youth about like how foods like made and you know distributed and like uh you guys sponsor gardens at schools mm-hmm. yeah that's the foundation yeah food the foundation we uh there's actually the global pooter global academy they got our first grant um basically they have a, a learning garden they hit us up saying this is what we're doing and the funds would help so part of it not only do we give funds we actually throw a pizza party for them as well so we came out there, brought the bus out, slanged about 50, 60 pizzas, <laughs> and kept it moving. Okay. So what, for the people that don't know, and I'm one of them, what is a, a pizzola? A pizzola? Pizzola? That's a, it's the official title for a pizza maker. Okay. Yeah. So you guys didn't make that up. That's always, <laughs> been, a, that's always been a thing. Okay. Okay. Where's uh, like? In Europe, a pizziola is like a, a serious profession. It's like saying chef, but highly specialized. Okay. And when people are, most of, when it comes to food in Europe, you're not like a, like, oh, I'm going to do this to make some money for college or for a while. It's, it becomes your, your life. Like you retire as a pizziola. Wow. So I guess that's a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys, for your pizzas, you guys source local correct yeah somewhat okay why was that a uh, important thing for you guys well for us it's we like to keep money in our local economies that's how like schools are funded roads are funded mm-hmm. so you know like, any system that's going to thrive requires money to be recycled into that community versus like other communities where they don't have as nice things is because all their money goes out of the community that's true um so we we support our local farmers, ranchers, mm-hmm. and maybe one day fishermen when we live by some water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the reasoning uh, that you guys... So the uh, food truck versus, like, the brick and mortar. Like, you know, what was your decision on that? Like, why'd you pick... Cost. Cost. And availability. Mm-hmm. Like, if we could just pick any spot and have the money, we would have never done a food truck. Yeah. And it's it's something we're always looking for, the right space to do it, and then hopefully the capital lines up. Okay. Um, what challenges do you feel like there are with catering versus a brick and mortar? Um, accessibility, as far as like getting to people. Can we, we get inquiries all the time. People like, hey, can you do our wedding up in the mountains? And we've done a few and a little sketchy with the bus, but it's worked <laughs> yeah. off in the end. Is it four wheel drive? It's probably not. No, it's not. not so, yeah. So I think it's, it's a little sketchy. Four wheel drive, yeah. But as heavy as that bus is, it hasn't it been does. an issue with yeah, any, it does well. any type of terrain. I'd I'd say the difference of just opening your doors or what I imagine it's like we've both worked in restaurants before, but opening your doors and people just show up where we go park at other businesses so people still come and like they'll just go right into a brewery and walk past us you know without stopping for pizza so it's still a gamble okay and oh backtrack oh you guys started in august 2021 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. In the middle of COVID? Was it in the middle of COVID? Right? Kind of. No, is like, COVID still going? It is. <laughs> it wasn't like the thick of it, but, you know, the tail end of the thick of it, maybe. Yeah. What was the biggest hurdle that you guys had to deal with so far? Oh. Um, was it? Getting was it? started. That's just. I think. I would say the bus. It originally, it started, the health department was yeah. a huge hassle. How so? Like this, they have, they like drag their feet. It's not like a, they're done. Like online, it says six forty eight hours to get an inspection. It took us six weeks. Yeah, oh, just wow. quite a bit of misinformation, really, for people who are starting off. Like you don't know the ins and outs, and you just rely on what you're actually reading, and it's untrue. <laughs> it just takes a long time yeah. to, for them to respond, which doesn't make any sense. And then actually, getting people to commit to having you at their place, like breweries or farmers markets or whatever you don't have a reputation because you're just starting out right. so thanks to native hill farm and stodgy brewing we actually got our name out there because they're the two people that took a chance on us okay yeah that's pretty cool uh you, so you guys both worked in restaurant. you used to work at a brewing spot, i did correct? yeah mm-hmm. okay and you worked in the same um district as uh tc williams from uh remember the titans yeah yeah and my office was in that building they really renamed that school they renamed it to alexandria high school because T- it's the only high school in the district right yes it is it's also the biggest high school in virginia That's oh huge yeah i think i think i read that it's like 4200 or something yeah. like that yeah, T.C. Williams, he was a, a superintendent who was known for making hardcore racist remarks. Uh, <laughs> really? So while I was there, they actually voted to rename it. Okay. Um, so back to Project Pisa. Is there anything, any regrets or anything you would do differently than? Yes. Oh, okay. I would have got a different bus. <laughs> Oh, that's it? <laughs> that was literally it. I would have t- taken my time and found something else that was a little more conducive to the direction we're going. Okay. Is the uh, piece of market here pretty competitive? No. Oh, no? Not at all. Not at all? No. Oh, okay. I would have thought so. I see. Well, just from my experience, there's a lot more piece of places here than where I'm from originally. So. Where are you from originally? Me, Alabama, Montgomery. Oh. All right. Yep. Uh civil rights movement. Um yep, we are going to take a short break. We will reconvene shortly. All right, we are back with Project Pisa. And um I believe I was going to ask you guys what brought you up this way? You can go first. <laughs> I was working for the school system. Um, I left a position out there. Then I started setting my sights on, you know, working for somewhere else. And I saw that a brewery, a notable brewery that was hiring out in Denver to open a new restaurant. I applied, flew off of the interview, did a little tasting. They offered me a position. And then, boom, it's back in Denver. And... From there, that um, was where I worked at the opening their restaurant before I decided to peel off and do my own thing. Okay. And uh, and you? 
Um, well, yeah, I've been in Colorado for about 10 years now, but a previous job brought me out this way. So, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Work brought me out here mm. too. So that's something we all have in common. Um, you missed the DC area? Yes. I did. Really? Yeah. I don't miss it. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's so much traffic. The key is like, you know what you're getting into? Being in food and beverage, my hours are not like nine to five. So if I'm going to and from work, I'm already going to miss 90% of the traffic. Whether I'm working a 10 to 7, okay. a 5 to 1, or a 2 to midnight, the traffic just doesn't come up like that. Okay. And the position you moved out here for, is that where you guys met? Yes. It was for Odell Brewing Company, where oh, I was okay. the head chef down in their Sloan's Lake restaurant. And Colleen was working. HR. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. And you guys just said, you know, I'm out. I'm doing my own thing. I it feel was, that. It was a lot more. <laughs> a little bit more, more to it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the the direction that restaurant was taking wasn't really one that I could get behind. Okay. Um, the, example, tipping. We don't accept tips on the truck. And when we go out. We don't tip. This is kind of like one of those societal norms that are make the industry worse and something we don't really support. That being said, we don't exactly go out that often either mm. to be mm -hmm. noticed for that. But when That's we do true. go out, it's something that doesn't even, it's one of those things that get my blood pumping, like how bad it is. Mm. Um, so back to, I was working at a restaurant, me and the assistant manager talking about tipping. He, I didn't express to him how I felt about it. But he came across his mouth. He was like, yo, I wish I knew every time somebody w came in there if they were going to tip or not. And I was like, for what reason? And he was like, well, you know. I was like, know what? Say it. And then he <laughs> wouldn't say it. He wanted to say he would treat them differently wow. or have them have a worse experience. And we were even talking about, before that, we were talking about how certain ethnic groups go out and they don't tip. And right. we were talking about um, a, a situation I had told him about. And he was like, um, and he wouldn't say it. So I brought it up to the general manager. I was like, hey, like, this is how your assistant manager feels. And this is after I bounced, even bringing it up to anybody. I brought I brought it to somebody in HR, and they were like, hey, talk to the person in charge. Let them know how their team operates and let them handle it. I was like, all right. Brought it to the general manager. This person was like, well, that's the industry. If we know you're coming and you're not going to tip, like, that's just how it is. And, like, she wouldn't say that she would straight out discriminate on people, right. but that's what I got. And to me, that was the first sign that like, this is not the progressive forward thinking place that I should be. Um, and to rewind, when I was in DC, I'm gonna tell this quick story. No, no, story tell I, a long story, go ahead. All right. <laughs> so I was telling, I was, there was a new restaurant that the DC restaurant group, I think they were called Eat Well or something like that. Mm -hmm. Eat Well DC. Edible? No, it's Eat Well. Oh, okay. And they're opening a restaurant in Maryland, actually down the street from where my mom lived. Mm -hmm. And I had been to this place that they had bought and they were revamping. So they asked all the head sh executive chefs for all the restaurants to come in and help with the training and stuff like that. And during one of the training days, I'm sitting with all the servers. It's like 20 of them because it's a big space. And they were all complaining. They were like, man, yesterday we had this Indian family come in and they had 12... They, the bill was like 1200 bucks, and they didn't tip. And they were talking about how messed up it was. And I was like, 
well, it was messed up about it. Like, well, they didn't tip, so we didn't get paid. I'm like, you not getting paid is not on the own, not on the customer. Right. Like, you need the guys all need to come together and be like, hey, we want to make sure we get paid for the work we're doing to the employer. So they all went to the employer. His name's David, <laughs> and went and was like, hey, we need to get paid or something like that, like for what we're doing. And um, oh, his name wasn't David. Doesn't matter what his name was. Anyway. Yeah. Um, they went to him and were like, fine. And he fired half of them. Wow. And gave the other half a, bi- a big pay raise. Yeah, that's wow. And then he came to me and was like, hey, they told me you told him to do that. Like, don't ever, ever do that in this company again. And I was like, do what? He was like, ask them to get them together to come against me. And I was like, no, I didn't tell them to go against you. I told them to go to you to ensure they're paid for their work. And he was just like, he dismissed it. And we never talked. And shortly later, I was let go from that position. And, you know, it's one of those things you can see a mile away. But it was just one of those, like, these social norms in the restaurant industry drive me crazy. And I know that we will never, like, fully back a company that falls along those lines. Right. And we will never be that company that does that. Yeah. Because when people initially go against the grain there's always mm. like you know pushback yes mm-hmm. even if it's right or wrong mm-hmm. you know there's always people like against that um, oh oh you go that, ahead i was just thinking of because you um posted in the one facebook group about yeah. not tipping and to your point he was commenting and a post that someone did on Facebook about tipping and was like, here's the reasons that we don't tip and we also don't accept tips um, with Project Pizza. And he literally got people saying that they wished you would die of cancer, that our business wow, would fail. Deep. It was hor- It was hurtful. Because <laughs> yeah, people, just like a lot of things in society, people have been like brainwashed. And whenever they hear something different, like they don't, consider it they don't question it they just like no it's that's wrong this is yes. wrong mm-hmm. uh, my first wife i was i was a cook in a few restaurants not to like the extent that you know you you were but i was a cook and uh my first wife was a, a waitress and um it was crazy because like we would both work like hard we probably worked this thing she would honestly probably work harder than i did right mm-hmm. and um she would get paid less like i believe it was like Two thirteen mm-hmm. an hour yeah. plus tips, and you know, a lot of her money was just dependent on like if someone was in a good mood or felt like being nice mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's messed up to think like, you know, there's people who are, I don't know, like even if they're making a living or they're you know trying to support themselves going through college. That like the only guarantee they have is like that initial two thirteen. Everything yeah. else is a question, right? You know, a thousand percent. No, that no. I I saw that on the on your website. Well, I mm-hmm. saw like a little bit of it in like your uh, description, and I was like, okay, you know, that's, that's it is cool. it is interesting too because like people will seek us out because we don't take tips, but there are also people who will come to us when they're I bring them up and everything and they're like okay how do I tip you I'm like oh we don't actually take tips because we feel it's the employer's responsibility to pay a livable wage and they will like fight me on it I've literally had customers throw money at me because they just feel like that's their responsibility (laughs) right that's crazy that they want 
people to you know source the money instead of the employee like paying them like yeah. minimum wage like yeah that's wild <laughs> more often than not though people are like that's so cool that you don't take tips and then they're the repeat customers but it, the um the facebook post she was talking about <laughs> this guy posted a meme on this group saying that the the reason your restaurants suck is because of mm. tipping or i don't remember or because you don't like tipping mm-hmm. and my comment was like, oh the restaurants that i love are actually still doing well and yeah. i don't tip and they, and like it started as kind of a joke like i was talking about like chipotle <laughs> right and the, you know i don't take tips well at least i don't think they do and i saw the it was hundreds of comments this guy took posted our he put he posted our business, business on the facebook saying don't support these people and all this other stuff and the mixed blessing in that was it drove our SEO, up, okay. our our Google Analytics skyrocketed, right? And our business like it was like a January for everything, and we got so much traction, like our business like exploded, like, <laughs> because of it. Okay, because so many people were going to our website. Our website hits had it worked in our favor in the end, yeah. yeah. But it it was yeah. A lot of people were like, "We're gonna dramatic. go to them, and we're not gonna tip." we're like great we don't take tips it's it's always something no it's it's good to have alternative thinking and like think on your own think for yourself you know don't be like sheep but um if there was anyone who wanted to follow a similar path as yours like as in catering or you know the food truck industry and they're watching right now what would you tell them I would I would say I don't know what you're gonna I, say. I was gonna say find your find your niche and yeah. stick to it. Uh, I would avoid being like the one all catch all. Be like, oh, we're gonna do burgers, fries, pizza, tacos. Like find something you're good at, something that speaks to you, and tell that story through your food. And stick like like if we do an event and somebody's like, oh, we really want calzones, it would take a lot of convincing for me to be like, all right, <clears throat> okay. I think the one thing that gives us headway, particularly in Northern Colorado, is and other and people find surprising when they don't look into us is Isaiah is a professional, classically cha- trained chef. So when it comes to food, I mean the world is endless. Where you know people will reach out to us about weddings to Isaiah's point and think that we just do pizza and it's like, oh, you can get this, this. We've done this, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible, which is nice. And uh, you, you like yeah, like she said, you are a classically trained chef, and you chose pizza. And uh, I didn't know the answer, but why is that? <laughs> for well, everyone else? It's two reasons. Uh, the first, if you want to go with it, is the financial part. Um, pizza is the second most profitable food business out yep. there by far. And then second is that pizza has a lot of versatility. Um, I can easily translate any type types i can translate any style or cuisine to fit pizza mm-hmm. for example like this week we have something called the doro i take an ethiopian dish and i put it on pizza and it's been our number one seller since i've had it on oh wow that's mm-hmm. crazy and before that we had one called the mad mogi we had a somali stew and smoked lamb on it like and that one was killing too oh man smoked lamb that's mm-hmm. deep on pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that sounds great yeah we I like to pride ourselves on like the creativity and the hyper localism. Like we have a pizza always called the Native Hill, mm-hmm. and that one we only we'll go to the farm stand, pick up food from the Native Hill farm, 
process it and that becomes the pizza so it'll change weekly wow okay that is really nice um okay what is your long-term goal with um project pizza and you know the non-profit you guys have for me the end game would be food lit foundation really taking off and becoming a strong advocate for food literacy and and child and children um so that would be some like ideally it'd be like a whole massive building with a farm a food processing place oh, wow. a waste management place composting, with composting yeah so it all becomes like somebody can walk in the front door and walk out the back and they understand how the food system goes um where we would raise money for things that help support that cause i would love to like oversee something like that while still being able to cook and teach and explore my passions and project pizza i imagine that being a vessel to help pay for something like that okay um you guys watch those uh food documentaries like when you talk about food literacy all i think about is forks and knives and food incorporated you ever seen those? oh lord, lord. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch those. In college, n- like, can't even finish them. They're just so yeah. horrible. Makes, I mean, horrible in like yeah. the food system way. Right. Yeah. It, it makes you not want to buy anything watch processed. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it scares you. It makes me want to like, start a farm yeah, or something. Just animal treatment. Like, I don't. I'm a pescatarian and have been for a very I'm pescatarian long time. Also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we um, we recently went to Italy for a month in October. And then on top of that, we went to Iceland for a few days after. And I actually had a little bit of meat in Italy just because I know that they treat their animals well. And then Iceland, I did have a lamb sausage and it was like the best thing ever. But I also saw how they treat their lamb, which is substantially different. Yes. Yeah, I can like attest to that. Like I was in Germany for a short period of time and like I was in like middle nowhere Bavaria Mm -hmm. and um, like it all the food tasted fresher like yeah. better like i was like man i've never like had this back yeah home. that's my favorite region in germany bavaria like the yeah. food the beer everything the people are nice yeah uh fun fact i was like sober for eight years so i didn't drink any like beer or mm. anything like but it was like cheaper than water like they said oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was wild because the like the machines you can get yeah. there too yeah don't you need water to make beer yeah like, how- <laughs> <laughs> It's it's crucial. Yeah. <laughs> that was loud. Okay. I've been wondering though, like your favorite if you could have if you were stranded on like a desert island or whatever and there was this machine and it only created one type of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like what pizza would you choose? that's a tough one i get heartburn pretty bad so my first thought would be like a pepperoni pizza but then i was like man i would have the worst heartburn um that's a tough one i'd probably do something like olive oil base fresh mozzarella ham mushroom okay Okay. Heartburn, good old you was calling? No, mine would be the classic, the bread sauce, basil, mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> bread sauce, basil, mozzarella. That's yeah. a classic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would probably choose like spinach and mushroom. Yeah. But I was like, you can't go wrong. My spinach and mushroom beets is a top contender right now. Yeah. I'm called the fun guy. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And your most poetic and long-winded description, what is a project PISA and what does it mean to you? Mm. Project PISA is a, a mobile concept that promotes good food from seed to consumption where all ingredients are intentionally sourced they make sense and they don't compromise culinary integrity or um, culinary promote social responsibility environmental quality and economic feasibility okay you miss calling oh geez <laughs> i mean isaiah literally just said it all okay. yeah <laughs> okay. and you guys have a, a online presence and it also like details you know where you guys will be mm -hmm. next uh, yes. can you uh, give us that information oh before that question i did have one thing to back off of what isaiah said okay is um project pizza also the is expanding the culinary mind for people like i mean i'm 50 percent of project pizza and i had never never had ethiopian anything until a month ago when we went to a restaurant in denver and then um just doing the research on the flavor profile and then isaiah made uh pizza that we had called the mad mogi and that was a somali stew on that pizza and it was mind-blowing and i was like no one's gonna get this in fort collins right because yeah. yeah it's just the way it is i guess in fort collins my confidence was a little bit low with people being risky enough to explore that and they were getting it and they're like this is the best pizza i've ever had of all the pizzas you've ever made for project pizza and i'm just like okay that's where it, where it's at is bringing that awareness like there's other things besides pepperoni yeah. don't get me wrong it was our number one seller last year <laughs> but it's like yes good for you trying something new which i also just discovered i'm like this is amazing and you have to try it okay. yeah okay um What's you guys' Instagram handle? It is Project Pizza, correct? Project Pizza CO. CO. Colorado. For Colorado. Yeah, there's a, another Project Pizza in like Connecticut or something. It's a brick and mortar. Mm. We're not related in any capacity. Okay. But they already had the original handle, so we have to add the CO. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, the website is just Project Pizza. CO. CO.com. Mm -hmm. Dot org. Dot org. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty nice website also. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I would like to thank you guys for uh, coming and showing up. And now this was pretty good. Uh, I read off the paper a lot because it was a lot of information. You guys had a lot of like stuff behind yeah, you. But on. yeah, <laughs> but no, this this was very insightful. And uh, I'd like to thank you guys for being a pillar in the community with you know the food lit foundation mm -hmm. and like educating the youth about food because like i said earlier a lot of people you know they just go with the flow they just like you know take what's handed to them and you guys are you know trying to spread education to the youth and honest about what they eat which is you know important and honestly like education also always should be paramount mm -hmm. so yeah, thank you guys for that. Um, I believe that does it. Um, 
you guys, if you, you know, have a dream or whatever, and, you know, you don't like where you guys are, you know, these people are the perfect example. They were pretty, like, established and distinguished in, like, their current, in their roles, and then, like, they decided to do what they wanted to do. And um, that about does it. Uh, tune in next week. I'm Randall. You got to say who you are. Oh. oh, I'm Isaiah. And I'm Colleen. And you guys have a great day.